just us, Rob. Feels a bit lonely. Oh, what? Oh, I see. Well, because we had uh, full house last week, last time. Feels a bit lonely in here, apart from the the Discord people who are slowly joining. But uh, it was good fun with Alex and Patrick, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, they're good guys. Yeah. You should uh, you should do more collabs with them. You could be the new Team Crispy. <laughs> what we call ourselves? We need a new name. Can't be Crispy, can it? I don't know. I hadn't thought that far ahead. Crappy, maybe. But yeah, it might be showing my age a little bit. I don't know. Are people old enough to remember Team Crispy? Who who was in it? So it was, uh, what's his face? Um, not Chris, Chris uh, thingy. What's his name? <laughs> showing showing my, my age and knowledge. Um, I can't even remember. There's a guy called Chris that was in it. Was there? Yeah. And some other people. Uh, I, I did note it down at some point somewhere, but I seem to have lost it. You could just Google this. It was like um, Austin Evans, Jonathan Morrison, Jonathan MKBHD, Morrison. Yes. Uh, Lou Linklater. Yep. No, not Linklater. What's he called? Lou Hilp. Unbox Hilp. Therapy Man. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah. <laughs> what's <laughs> that he, what's one. he called? Hill, Hill, Hills, Hills, Hilson finger or something. Yeah. So yeah. So Mar- Marquez, Austin, Jonathan, Liu. I think that was Team Crispy back in the day. They were like the tech YouTuber super crew. No, Chris. There's no. Not that I'm aware of. Who's Chris? Where, where did I get that from? Oh, I think. Well, no. There was the uh, the your your average consumer. I think he was uh, an honorary member as well. Yeah. He's not. His name's not Chris, though, is it? But yeah, but so they they ruled they ruled the the tech YouTube space for many years, and now I think they're all sort of too big to do any of that nonsense. I mean, they they did like a live show and everything. They did, didn't they? I suppose the the equivalent to that now in terms of the the the, the new generation is KSI and what's that group called? There's KSI and several others, and they've got a massive network of YouTube channels. We should know this, Rob. We're in this game. We should know all this stuff. But um, God, what's it called? Oh, I'm going to find that out as well. There's people listening to this <laughs> screaming at their um, car stereo. Uh, I don't even know how to Google this. Um, I've also got Eddie in the background. If you hear something, it's um, <laughs> it's Eddie. Uh, Sidemen, the Sidemen. Have you heard of them? A new one. I mean, I've never, I've never known KSI to be honest. No, exactly. So go on, educate me. Well, KSI used to. So he, I remember him doing uh, like live streams of uh, him playing FIFA years ago, and he was really funny, like genuinely really funny. It was just this kid in his bedroom playing FIFA and being, like I say, genuinely funny, kind of back chatting and stuff. Um, and then suddenly he became a multi-millionaire boxer and launched Prime. Uh, the prime drink with oh what's his face that other guy that whose name I can't remember <laughs> the first five minutes of this podcast has been us saying you remember that guy on on YouTube the uh, what's his face um... <laughs> in fairness we are more sleep deprived than usual that's true but well, you are more than me to be fair down to children but uh, that's another story uh, should we get into some gadget news some some tech stuff. Oh, I don't. I don't think we ever got to the point. Which, uh, what was the was point? That, that you, you need to form a new tech oh, YouTuber sorry, yeah. clique. Yeah. With uh, Alex and Patrick, and I don't know who else. Do you know? Uh, Pete Matheson. We could oh, rope, Pete, rope Pete him Matheson. in, couldn't we? Um, ben, lover of tech, he could he could come on. Who else? 
Oh, there's loads of us. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Why, why not? We'll, we'll start it on Monday. We'll do something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we could do it at Efa. Uh, actually. We'll come on to Efa later, but maybe that, that might be the catalyst for it. Maybe that's where it will yeah. kick off. Um, anyway, so, tech. So, yeah, where, what's happened in the last two weeks? Not I haven't been paying attention. Yeah, I haven't either. No, not, not much, really. I mean, it's, we've had all the big launches now, haven't we, until the big iPhone stuff, really. Um, but I've got a Flip 5 now. I've got the, uh, the old Flip, little flippy thing. Which Didn't I bother with the fold. No, I'm trying to get a review unit for that. I've, I've had to buy the Flip 5, you know, poor me, etc. But um, I'm waiting for the review unit of the, of the Fold 5 because it's about £8,000. And, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't want to keep buying loads and loads of review units. Ma- mainly because I'm not convinced it's that interesting, really, the Fold. Fold 5 is a bit of a, a, bit of a nothing update, really. Um, there's not a huge amount to talk about. Uh, also, my channel isn't really known for Fold 5 Fold content. Um, people who do get into that, funnily, funnily enough, Alex, who was on last time, he's got a massive following for, for Fold stuff, so he's guaranteed a big audience for that. I'm not really, so I have to be a bit careful about how hard I push that kind of thing. Whereas the Flip, the Flip 5, I just, I find it really interesting. I love this little, this kind of little thing. You'll hate it because oh. it's got the, the crease, obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they were offering some quite, some fairly good trading deals, actually. So I could have traded in my S23 Ultra for a Flip 5. And yeah, got like six hundred quid off, but I, I would still have had to pay four hundred quid for what is effectively a downgrade, in my opinion. Unless you really want to be able to fold your phone in half, it's a very different phone, isn't it? You, you know, you lose a lot of the photography features. You know, you don't get a zoom, much of a zoom range. Um, apart from that, though, well, no, I mean, I'm not wild about the S23 Ultra true. camera anyway. So, what else would you lose? Do you think then from the, the S23 Ultra? The, uh, the the perfectly flat display would be the, my biggest issue with no no crease. Yeah, so you had a flip four as well, didn't you? Yeah, and this the flip five is just basically the same, but it's got a bigger screen on the front. Bigger screen and the it's got a new flex hinge. Everything is flex now. They put Samsung put, puts the word flex in front of everything now, so it's a flex hinge, which means it's completely kind of sandwiched shut, whereas the other one had a little gap, a bit like the fold four to the fold five thing. Um, but yeah, you get this great big. I say great big, it's 3.4 inches, it's not very big at all, but you bear in mind the Flip 4 cover screen was about 1.9 inches or something. Um, yeah, a little postage stamp in the corner, didn't it? Which you couldn't do anything with apart from check the time. But this this is genuinely a usable screen, so you can also check notifications, but you can, it even brings up a QWERTY keyboard that you can use to reply to messages and stuff like that. Um, and if you install an app called Goodlock, which a lot of people will be familiar with for lots of reasons, um, you can then add any installed app on your Flip 5 to the cover screen. And a lot of them work quite well, actually. Some of them don't work at all, and, and it's quite hilariously bad. But, um, you know, BBC Weather works all right. You can get the get your weather up like that. It's quite it's, nice. It's very cool. Yeah, it's a bit hit and miss, but it's um, for glanceable stuff, it's it's nice. I like it. Um, it's just an interesting phone. I think, you know, I've, I've written quite a bit about this recently and talked about it on a couple of videos that with the iPhone 15 launch, you know, on the horizon, I just, I'm just bored of writing and, and talking about phones that are just rectangles, really. I like in more interesting things. Well, phones that are squares, apparently. Squares, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So well, yeah. So you had some insider information from uh, from someone at Android Authority, didn't you? Who said 
that no one cares about the phones, it's all about the wearables. Apparently, yeah. Allegedly. You've got one of those as well, haven't you? I have, it's charging. It's the, the Watch 6 Classic, which um, I, I only unboxed today because it arrived yesterday. And um, I'm going to wear it for a, for a few days and do a bit of testing with it. Well, I'm still testing the Garmin. I'm doing a. I'm finally publishing the review of that next week, and I'm going to do a bit of a um, a walk around London with it on on Monday. So I'm I'm kind of balancing about three different watches at the, at the moment, um, because I do have to get back to the to the Ultra to the Apple Watch Ultra at some stage. I've not worn it for over a month now, um, but yeah. So going back to the going back to the Watch Six Classic though, it's uh, it, it's it's the Watch Five Pro really, but with a a rotating bezel. That's the that's my first impressions of it. It looks identical actually to the to the Watch Five Pro. Yeah, I mean, I I flirted with the idea of getting a six to see how much, if at all, better than the five it was. Because you know, I I had, as you recall, a really bad time with the Watch Five. Worse than I'm I'm happy to admit that I had a a, a worse than average experience with the Watch Five. Yep. Um, I can't see I can't see that the 6 is going to fix all the problems that I had I don't think it will because the, my very brief kind of play with it earlier for about 10 or 15 minutes it feels identical so it's not you know the, the, the UI is still a bit jerky you know, it's nowhere near as fluid as a as watch OS um, I don't think you it's anywhere near ready for you yet <laughs> yeah Unfortunately. No, because there were there were a bunch. I mean, the the trade in offers this year were rubbish. So when I so, so you know I I, I I don't know where it is. I've got a drawer full of old crap Apple watches that aren't just aren't worth anything. Yeah, like a Series One. Um, and last year they let me trade that in against a Watch Five and gave me like a hundred quid off. Just like it's brilliant for just a piece yeah. of crap that's <laughs> gathering dust in a drawer. This year. Even if you gave them a, you know, a Series 7 stainless steel, the maximum they'd give you was 100 quid, and any other Apple Watch is like 50. So that annoyed me off the bat. But I did pre-register. So every year for Unpacked, if you pre-register, they will send you a coupon or some coupons for to redeem against some stuff once it's been announced. And through, through a combination of sort of pre-order discounts, trade-in, and um, some other coupons, which you could stack, actually. They're very good about coupon stacking. I could have got a Watch 6, the big one, this time, because the battery life on the 40 mil one was awful. I, I couldn't even make it to 5 o'clock in the afternoon before it would conk out. So I thought, well, if I'm going to get one, I'll get a bigger one this time. Um, yes, but I could have got one for about 200 quid, which is not bad actually because it's a beautiful thing so i really i really mm. loved how it looked how it felt it was a lovely thing it just didn't work um and this year's one with a slightly bigger display the new wear os it's the first wearable with wear os 4 although from what you're saying it doesn't seem like there's any sort of massive leaps there it's still a bit clunky that's um, probably more to do with the hardware, isn't it? I think with the the chip. But well, yeah, because it's got it's got one of their bonky old Exynos in it still, isn't it? It's just a slightly overclocked version of the same chip that was in it last year that really struggled. So yes, yeah, so anyway, so I've given it a miss. That's all. <laughs> Long story short, <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. 
I'll be the, the canary in the coal mine for you. I'll see, I'll see what it's like. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I think it looks lovely. And some some of the new watch faces are, are particularly nice as well. It really kind of makes it feel like a like a classic, literally like a classic timepiece, you know. And I, I love that. I, 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 I think I've said before on this podcast that I do prefer round watches compared to the square uh, Apple Watch. But um, it's just, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Well, I'm not going to say anything until I've, I've used it. You know, don't review something until you've actually... <laughs> used it that's my motto and um that's what i'm gonna what i'm gonna do over the next few days awesome well i should look forward to it hmm. one android smartwatch that i am interested in though potentially i mean, i assume you know what i'm gonna say i do yeah nothing 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 have announced that they're gonna release a smartwatch yeah kind of I don't, I, I, I'll be completely honest. I've not. I don't know much about this. Um, incidentally, I have spoken to nothing finally, so we're, we're getting somewhere in terms of um, yeah, getting some stuff going with them, which is really exciting. But uh, I, I don't know anything else. So you, you probably know more than me in terms of uh, what this is all about. Oh, is that is that why you're in London next week? You're going to have lunch with Carl. I'd love that. a beer. One of his beers. I'd love that. If, if that was the case, that would be fantastic. But unfortunately, not. I'll be there on my lonesome. <laughs> Yeah. So when was it? It was early, just earlier this week, I think. They posted a video on the YouTubes and they actually posted an announcement in their community Discord server, which is how I found out about it, um, of a new brand called CMF, which is like the budget arm of nothing, as though they weren't already a budget brand. That's worrying in itself, isn't it? It's like... It's the Tesco value arm of nothing. Because <laughs> their stuff's already reasonably priced, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's, it's an odd thing, isn't it? It's an odd way of doing it. What does CMF stand for? Do we know? Well, you know, because you wrote an article about it and I've forgotten. Like colour, materials and finish or something. That wasn't me. No, I didn't write that. Did you not? <laughs> no, that was definitely not me. That was another member of the new Crispy Gang, clearly. Oh, right. I'm sure there was something published on your website, but it wasn't written by you. All right. Unless I did write it, I'm that tired that I've forgotten. No, I'm I'm certain I haven't I haven't written about this yet. I need to clearly, but this is just an absolute train wreck, isn't it? <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Anyone who's got kids will understand what's going on here. What's been going on oh, yeah. since no, the no, start? No, you're quite right, wasn't you? It was Max, Max Bancroft. Oh, there you go. So yeah, colour, material. And was that on my on website the, as well? On your, it's published on your website. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't even know. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, so long story short, they've, they've announced this new brand, CMF, where they're going to be releasing even more reasonably priced gadgets, or perhaps it's going to fill in the this, this sort of segment of the market that nothing currently occupy, and they're looking to elevate the Nothing brand into a more premium sector, I guess, maybe, because the Nothing Phone 2 was £180 more expensive than Nothing Phone 1. We've talked about that before and how weird that is but if that's a stepping stone for another hunt because who does that from year to year raises the price of their flagship device by 100 not even apple have got the balls to do that or haven't historically they might do with the 15 if the rumors are to be believed but mm. so i wonder if yeah they're trying to elevate nothing to to be a more premium band and play with the the big boys your samsung's and your google pixels and iphones i guess and then but without leaving their current um, segment behind. So I don't know. In any case, the two things that they've announced are 
some earbuds and a smartwatch. The earbuds I, I don't really care about. I mean, my, my dad's got some ear twos and he loves them. He says they're brilliant. Um, but yeah, and nothing smartwatch. I think that would be interesting. Hmm. If, if they can shake up the Android wearable space in the same way that they have the phone space. I just, yeah, I can't wait to see that really. I think someone needs to, don't they? Because I, I get the impression with Samsung and uh, with Google as well that they, they're just, I think for them, wearables are just, they, they need to do it. It's got, they, they need a wearable on, on the, on the, um, on the product list they're not but they don't put as much kind of investment behind it if, if they did the pixel would have been better the pixel watch would have been better and so would the watch and you know, the galaxy watches um, there would be genuine you know apple watch contenders so it does need someone to come in who not not saying they don't take it seriously but certainly who, who elevate it in their priorities basically and nothing's perfect for that isn't it because they've got they've got two phones and a, you know, a, a, some earbuds um they need some other stuff, don't they? And, and it would make a huge amount of sense to to have a really good smartwatch that performs nicely, well priced from the from, yeah, from the sounds of it. Interesting to look at, and be inter- interesting to see if they go over it down the circular route or the the square route, won't it? Or something completely different, triangle or something. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Will they go? Will they go old school squircle, or will they go for a? For a circular watch, or, yeah, like you say, something else. And will it have a glyph interface? Will, will it, it have start a glyph flashing? Interface? That's the <laughs> thing, isn't it? <laughs> like a flashing ring or something. Um, I'm, look, I'm really looking forward to that. Do we know when? Yeah. Have they said when um, it's going to arrive? Or? Sometime before the end of the year, so later this year. Quite soon. Yes, a, a CMF by nothing smartwatch. Let's hope I can get my hands on it. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, so incidentally, how have you been getting on with your nothing phone too? Uh, great, although it's obviously had to make way for the Flip, so I don't really want to carry f- three phones around, so I've now rotated again to the Flip 5. Um, mm. I miss it, to be honest. I do. It, it got a shout-out, actually, in the Flip 5 review that I did this week. Um, my, my point in that, in that video was, my, my, kind of, my kind of litmus test now with that Android phones is, do I miss it when I go on to the next one? And quite often, I don't. You know, As good as, for instance, the Pixel 7a is, I don't want to pick it up again and start using it. It was, it was a great phone to review, and it will work for, for a lot of people, but I don't kind of miss using it. Whereas the, there's a few I've tried this year where I do miss them. So uh, the, you know, the Google uh, Pixel Fold. I've gone back to that a couple of times already because I do genuinely miss using it. Um, the Nothing Phone 2, I probably will start using that again at some stage, particularly if you know we have new stuff from them later this year. Um, but I, I get the feeling with the Flip 5 it would be a similar thing. I think I'll miss miss this when I move on to something else. But um, yeah, I, I, I really like it. But what about you? Yeah, no, I also really like it. I don't know, uh, if, it, if it's been cast aside, you probably haven't updated to 2.02, have you? I don't think I have, no. no I missed that. So a num- number of improvements in there, just the usual sort of everything feels a bit faster. But the biggest difference is they've retuned the haptics. So one of the things that I disliked the most when I first picked up the Nothing Phone 2 was the haptics. They were just too leery. It was, it was unpleasant, yeah. which, was, which was weird because the Nothing Phone 1 haptics were really nice. They were really crisp and they felt premium. So they've, re, they've retuned them and they don't, it doesn't offend me quite as much now. So that's quite good. And there are allegedly some camera improvements and, and such. But um, yeah, so it's, it's only been out a little while. And it's had two updates already, which is yeah, pretty much the same experience that I had with the Nothing Phone 1. Is that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they clearly push it out the door in a state that's good enough 
but with a few rough edges and then yeah. they just continually polish it up over the course of the following months um and yeah and the nothing phone one will be getting nothing os2 before the end of this month that's great news if you've got a nothing phone one that's great news because it's uh, i love uh, os2 is fantastic I, I think it's um it's the star of the show start of the show i think you know, I, I genuinely enjoy using the Nothing Phone 2 more than the S23 Ultra. Yeah, you think it's a better phone. Yeah. And and it takes better photos of my kids. <laughs> it does. There's no two ways about it, is there? Unless you start diving in beyond 2X. Yeah. Not that you would with your kids, but... Um, I, well, actually, I, need to, I need to quantify that. So it's sort of moving subjects indoors. Mm. The, the sensor in the Nothing Phone does a better job than the S23. So if, you, if you're outside, you're in good light, you're, you're using, you're going into raw mode using the manual controls, you can get spectacular photos out of the S23 Ultra, but that's not what I do. I want to catch a, a photo of my daughter taking a bite on a banana and a fish finger at the same time. That's what I want. I can't do that with the S23 Ultra. It's impossible. Well, it's not impossible. Yeah. It, it happens occasionally, but it's it's very inconsistent, isn't it? Um, let's hope the S24 fixes that. Who knows? Uh, right, moving on beyond phones and stuff. Something something completely different is uh, <laughs> eight sleep. I still, n- nearly every time, I nearly say eight, eight. No, eat, sleep. Eat, sleep, Ray, repeat. Um, I, did we talk about this last time? I don't, we didn't, did we? Cause, because we had uh, Patrick and Alex on. It was, uh, it was a little while back. Yeah, but I, I do, it was things. The last thing we talked about it was just in, in the the miscellaneous stuff that I yeah. put at the end of the sh- the show, and then we just picked something weird out, and that, that was that was yeah a couple of weeks back, a couple of shows back, and then weirdly after that, about two or three days after that show, I had a uh, an email from Eat Sleep saying Eat Sleep, I've done it, Eat Sleep, <laughs> oh, I've got to do this video, that's gonna be horrendous. Um, <laughs> I had an email out of the blue from Eat Sleep and uh, offering to send me one to check out, uh, which I said yes to, absolutely. And um, it arrived, and uh, can I say this? I think I probably can say this. You're going to reach out to Norman, see if you can license it. That's background music. I should do, shouldn't I? Mr. <laughs> Cook. Mr. Cook. Uh, I should do. Should I? I'll, get, I'll get him on the channel. I'll get him to test it. I'll get him to sleep <laughs> in the bed. <laughs> what a video that would be. If I, if I had a big enough channel, I reckon I could pull that off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think yeah. So so basically, it, it turned up, and um, and what I'm, I'm going to build it in. It's not going to be a, a, just a full review of that. It's, it's going to be built into a, a kind of a home tech type uh, review thing. Um, but that will be the main product. Um, but it turned up, uh, and I got everything. Cause this is one of those videos where you have to set out a day to film it and get the B-roll done, etc. It's quite a unique thing to film. Um, so I got all everything ready on Saturday. Started setting it up. Um, came with two boxes basically, two 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 boxes with all the stuff. Um, got halfway through unboxing everything and got got to the point where you get the app out and you start connecting the app, etc. And it said, in fact, I didn't get as far as that. I just installed the app and signed up. And then it said, um, please make sure you've got the the right number of boxes from your courier. There should be three. I'm like, oh, here we go. Look at the boxes I've got, and they're bo- and they're labelled two A and two B. No one. There's no box one anywhere. Um, and by that point, I've, and the other thing with this, you, you know, with continuity, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking if I have to film this all again, I've, I've got to disrupt the bedroom again, which you know, Jen Blesser cleared everything out and made sure it was not looking nice and presentable. Um, not that it's a mess normally, obviously. Um, I'll have to wear the same clothes, all this sort of stuff. And 
emailed them and said, look, guys, slight issue. I seem to be missing a box. And to cut a long story short, it turns out I wasn't missing a box. Because by that point, I'd kind of thrown my toys out the pram privately, um, packed everything up and gone back downstairs. Um, but <laughs> it turns out I wasn't missing a box at all. They've changed it. So you're in, there's a, the, those two boxes contain everything, but they haven't right. updated the app yet. So the app is still oh. referencing three boxes. So I could have finished everything last Saturday. Um, and the, the annoying thing about, I'm not blaming um, Eight Sleep for this at all, but um, they, they were very apologetic. But the, the annoying thing with that is that I'm, I've got so much going on that finding time to go back and do it is a nightmare. But anyway, that aside, these things happen. It's not a big deal. Um, so I'm, I'm going to set it up properly on Sunday, finish off, finish off the, um, set, the, uh, the, the filming, wear the same clothes, make sure it looks fairly like you know, it's filmed on the same day. Um, but I'm really excited about getting it set up, actually. It's... Um, for people that don't know, this is like a it's, it's a, it's a smart mattress, basically. They've got a couple of different products, but this is the one they've sent me is the kind of top end um, uh, smart mattress thing where you, you place this mattress over your, your, your own mattress like a mattress topper type thing um and it does all sorts of stuff it kind of you can you can have different uh, heat settings or cooling settings per side so if your partner likes it really hot and you prefer it cold you can you can set that excuse the dog if you can hear him in the background um it, it can wake you up it's got an alarm built into it which i think is quite funny um tracks your sleep does all that sort of stuff loads and loads of things um it's frighteningly frighteningly expensive it's like 2200 quid or something and there's also a monthly fee that you pay for the membership and all sorts, but um, so it, it's quite a um, it's definitely what's one for people with a fair fair amount of disposable income. But it's the idea is that it, it helps you improve your sleep. That's the whole. We we know we, we've talked about ironically today. We've talked about how important sleep is. I know you're fairly obsessed with your own, aren't you? I'm not. I'm not obsessed enough with my sleep. I do need to get more obsessed with it. So hopefully this will uh, spark that. Fingers crossed. Did I ever tell you about the Zio? No, you didn't. So there was a product, it was a good 10 years ago, called the Zio. Let's see, Zio Sleep Tracking. Let's see if it still comes up when you Google it. Yeah, let's go and have a look at it. So, my, myzio.co.uk. My what Zio. that was, was a, uh, it was a headband that uh, measured your brain waves and that transmitted to a, an alarm clock unit. And you from into that because this was ten years ago, you had to put an SD card in, and then you took the SD card out. You took it to your Mac or your PC, downloaded the data, and then you could look at your sleep. So I've been, I've been tra- tracking my sleep for a very long time. That is commitment. Having to do that, um, <laughs> keeping your sleep data on an SD card. Yes, yeah, every, every night as well. Oh yeah, that is commitment. I'd never do that. So, I mean, I only stopped using that because they went out of business because apparently people are not as silly as I am and not many people actually wanted to do that. Instead, choosing to use like an app like Sleep Cycle, which is a much more sensible way of tracking your sleep. Although even that's redundant now because, you know, I imagine most of the sort of people listening to this who are watching your channel will have some sort of wearable like a, you know, f- that, that tracks sleep. It's kind of, it's just a given now, isn't it? Yeah. That's what interests so, me about eat, eat. Oh God, I've got to get, get that right. That's what interests me about eight sleep because it it does a lot of the stuff that you get, like you say, on, on your wrist. I don't I don't know if it's more accurate. No idea. Um, I think one of the biggest selling points for most people will, will be that ability to have different temperature settings on either side. That's probably that must be one of the most one of the main bones of contention in most relationships. I think. Um, 
it's, for, for that reason alone, it's probably a good investment for a lot of couples. Um, but yeah, I'm, I can't wait to get it get it up and running. I'm, I'm really excited to try it. Yeah, oh, I'm excited to hear about it. I was hoping that you would have got it set up by now. We can have a chat, but me, no. me too. Have you have you uh, used your wonky YouTuber handshake to wangle some sort of reader, listener, viewer discount? Because I shouldn't imagine you'll sell very many, but at the price they are, they'd, <laughs> they'd probably be a serious, you know, worthwhile kickback. But like with some sort of coupon for a, a sensible discount off it. Yeah, I'm not sure at the moment. We're kind of still talking about that, but um. When you look at all the, the testimonials, it's people like Elon Musk and you know George Russell and all these kind of athletes and Premier League footballers and stuff. So uh, I think it's quite clear who the market is, definitely. Um, and again, you've got to be really committed. You've either got to have a lot of money or be very committed to your sleep and or have a very big problem where you do need to have that different temperature setting on either side to um, to go for it. Because it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculously expensive. Well, so I mean, my my issue is that, um, well, yeah. First of all, I do I do have that issue where myself and Mrs. Rob prefer vastly different temperatures, but also our bedroom is on the on the top floor of a reasonably, you know, a, a house that has been built. It's a modern house, right? It's well insulated, it's double glazed. It's it's pretty energy efficient. As a result, when you've got weather like we've got at the moment, so in my so my office is on the same floor that I'm talking to you from. It's 26 degrees in here currently, which is not pleasant to sleep in. So uh, currently, we're spending a fortune on air conditioning. We've got an air conditioner. We've got several actually, but so we've got one in the in the in the bedroom that sort of keeps it down to about 20 degrees, which is absurdly expensive to run. And I think even though there's quite a high initial outlay when you're cooling the people rather than the room. That's a good point, yeah. I'd have to do the maths on it, but I, I'm not, I think there, I might be able to justify it somehow. Yeah, well, <laughs> on it, wor- that basis. it works both ways as well, doesn't it? We, our house is different, so our bedroom's above the garage, which isn't very well insula- insulated, so that the, the garage ceiling could do with being dropped actually and having some uh, stuff put in it but, but it hasn't been done so it does I mean I don't mind at all but Jen hates being cold um, and it, in the winter it does get quite cold in that room so you end up the opposite way around to yourselves spending a fortune on heating just to keep the room to, yeah. and also the rest of the house gets too hot and it's just really complicated so the idea like you say of having this thing that just heats you up in theory could be but maybe maybe you could justify particularly with the the cost of, you know, the, the um, electricity and gas prices in the, in the UK. Maybe there is something to be had there. I'll, I'll look into that a bit more for this video, I think. Yes, yeah, one to ponder, isn't it? I mean, mm. you'd have to run it for a very long time. You would. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm just thinking that, that just in my head, basically, I really want one. It's too expensive. I'm trying to justify it. That's that's the situation I am I find myself in currently. Yeah. Wait so for do, you get to keep, do you get to keep it? I presume yeah. they're not going to want it back. No. They haven't <laughs> sent a weird thing sent PewDiePie's spent two weeks sleeping on. <laughs> Have I got MKBHDs? Um, yeah. yeah, it'd be a weird thing to send back. There are certain review units that you get sent where it's clearly they don't want it back. There's like a lot of headphones and earbuds and things. Nah, just, just keep them. I've got a coffee machine on the way, actually. That's, I've got a, a fancy coffee machine being, being hand-delivered in September, which I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to do with it content-wise. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll reveal more about that when, I, when I've got it. But um, that's another one where I'm thinking, are they going to want that back, really? Like crusty milk all around it? And 
don't know. It's um, surely I can keep that one, but we'll, we'll find out. So um, pod pod based or proper coffee? No machine. proper coffee. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll tell you more when when I've when I've got it. That's probably the best thing. Yeah. All right, awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Next on the list is the Beat Studio Pro. Uh, the, uh, have we talked about these? I can't remember if we have or not. Possibly not. I think it may have missed because again because we had our guests last last time, but. Mm. Um, I absolutely love these headphones. I, I was genuinely surprised by them. So I, I was lucky enough to get them pre-release and Beat sent them across to me. And um, I was fully expecting to try them and just think either one, they just sound terrible, cheap and all the rest of it. Um, or who knows, maybe it will, it will kind of knock my socks off. Um, it didn't really knock my socks off, but what it, what it did, and I've got a video coming out when this goes live tomorrow uh, on Sunday uh, about this, which is that they've become my, my kind of daily driver headphones now so the qc45s from bose which have been you know my daily drivers for about a year now um have been kicked to the curb for these beats and i i'd never ever have thought i'd, I'd say that ever um and the main reason for that is because they just do everything great but per- perfectly well they don't excel in any, any in any area whether it be sound or you know, noise cancelling or, or anything really but they just they just do everything really well it's like a a really, a really decent family car that you, you quite like, actually. It's not spectacular, never lets you down. It just gets the job done. Um, and for, for, I, I think for for headphones that you're not using to sit there and listen to stuff analytically, and you know, it's that's all you want. And they've just, I think they've nailed it. And the case, I won't keep going on about the case because I know I'm so boring about these. But it's it's got the most interesting case I've ever seen. You've seen it, haven't you? I think on on the video. Well, yeah, I mean, they fold down in a sensible way that seems yeah. to that, that I was worried might be a thing of the past because all recent headphones have not folded down as flat as the stu- the Studio Pros do. That alone is it puts them high on the list i think massively i think and unless you don't take your headphones out I, I appreciate some people don't some people have them on a headphone stand and they just use them at the, at the desk all day they, they never leave the house fine buy whatever headphones you want they in that just case. sit on your desk and you look at them <laughs> lovingly you exactly you actually use them but then that makes sense to spend that money on those headphones doesn't it um but for something that you're going to use all day potentially and take out to coffee shops and to your office and to the gym or whatever They've got to, you can't do that. We can do that with the, with the Sony XM5s, but the, that, that massive case is just an absolute pain in the backside. Um, but the, the Beat Studio, going back to the Beat Studio Pro one, for the, for the people that don't know, it's, it's like a little mini wash bag. So it's not, it doesn't look like a headphone case at all. It's a tiny kind of wash bag that you'd normally put your, you know, like your toothpaste and stuff in. But um, like you say, because the headphones fold up, to pretty much half their size it's they just slot in there you've got a little po- couple of pockets for cables another zip, a kind of zip pocket for other stuff um and you don't know it's there you chuck it in your bag it just disappears it's great and they charge over they've charged via usb-c as well don't they usb-c um they haven't got a, an apple h is it h2 now whatever it's h1 h2 chip in them um the reason for that is because they wanted proper cross-platform compat- compatibility with android uh, because these do uh, obviously they've got all the all the find my stuff with with Apple, um, and the, you know the fast pairing and all that sort of stuff, and you know, or, or pairing to your iCloud account, etc. Uh, but they do the same thing on Android as well, so they they pair to your Google account and fast switching and all that sort of stuff. Um, although ironically, they don't have fast switching between Apple devices, right. which is because they don't have the H. 
whatever chip. Um, but apparently that's going to be coming in a firmware update at some point. Um, right. But they're very cross-platform, in fairness, which they have to be because, yeah, they might well, be an Apple product, but they are, they're going to be bought by a lot of Android users, aren't they? The, the, the biggest thing about having a USB-C port in it is that it can, it can support lossless when it's wired, which even the AirPods Max can't do. Which begs the question, why would anyone buy the AirPods Max now? It raises lots of questions about the AirPods Max, doesn't it? I don't, I don't get it. A lot of people have said, I think quite smartly, you know, is this the, the cheaper version of AirPods Max that was rumoured for so long? Was it actually, you know, all the, all the rumours and things that we were seeing, was it actually these, potentially? Because, you know, they're 350 quid versus the 550 quid retail of the, the AirPods Max. That's not a bad, not a bad suggestion, I don't think. Um, but having said that, there are, there's increasing rumours that we're going to see AirPods Max 2 this year, aren't there? Apparently. Yeah. I mean, if you could buy... If you could buy them, if they were both the same price, would you yep. get the AirPods Max or the Beat Studio Pro? Beat Studio Pro. Really? Interesting. Because you can, you can get AirPods Max for about 300 quid if you shop around. You can, but they've got, they haven't got a case. It's not even worth got, talking yeah, about the case. They've got a stupid case. Lightning. Charge via lightning. Can't play back. Lossless. Yep. They're heavy as well. They're really heavy, yeah. Yeah. The, the Beats, the, the Studio Pro aren't heavy. They've got, they've got quite a lot of clamping force. So if you compare them against the, the QC45s, I think some people... Which are just like air, aren't they? Oh, those QC45s. Just not on your head, basically. <laughs> so they're very different to them. But even though they both weigh about the same, I think it, for, for whatever reason, the, the Beats have got just more clamping force. Um, but yeah, they're nowhere near as heavy as the AirPods Max, which you do, you do notice that weight with the, with the AirPods Max. When, when you've been wearing other headphones, it's, it becomes quite apparent how... How bulky, bulky they are, but um, I don't oh, know. They've yeah, got, they've, got, oh, they've got a proper power button as well, haven't they? Proper power button. They've got an indication for you know, LEDs, as Beats have always had. You know, LED indication for the for the battery remaining. Uh, what else have they? Yeah, they've got no touch controls, like you say, not not a single yeah. touch control. So, so what are you losing? What are you losing? So I guess the transparency mode is not going to be as good yeah. in the air. The noise cancellation is not going to be as good. Those two things aren't as good, but you do get head tracking and you get Dolby Atmos and you get uh, spatial audio, all three. Seems like a no-brainer to me. <laughs> it is, it really is. Absolute no-brainer. Right. Cool, all right, there we go. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah, sorted, that's that finished. <laughs> so you're, you're going on some adventures soon, aren't you? We, we alluded to this earlier, but you're off yeah. to IFA. I am, yeah. I'm, quite, I'm looking forward to this. Um, so people who aren't aware, and I wasn't aware for a long time, uh, I, I became aware of IFA when um, I started to go to these product launches and stuff because everyone else would talk about it. That, that, that at some point in the conversation, someone would say, are you going to IFA this year? And I, I remember hearing that for the first time. I think it was in at the Oppo event that I went to last year. I remember hear, hearing it three or four times thinking, what's IFA? And, and being the noob, you don't want to kind of put your hand up and say, uh, what, what, what's it? You think you should know what it is? So I did a bit of a you know, se secret Googling on the phone and um, discovered that basically it's like the European CES. It's not as big, nowhere near as big as CES, but it's, it's, it's a big, uh, big tech event. But it's, um, yeah, it's held in Berlin every September, uh, four, four days, I think. Um, and there's some all, all the all the big all the big brands apart from the really big brands. Obviously, there's, there's no Apple or uh, Samsung etc. There, but you get all the big TV brands and uh, a lot of the Android 
guys there as, are as there as well. Uh, I'm possibly going with one Android brand, which I found out today, which I, I can't mention, sorry. Um, <laughs> which is slightly frustrating because I've already booked a flight and a hotel. Oh. Um, so I've got to do something about that. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And Patrick Rambles is going as well. He's, he's booked a, a couple of days there. So uh, we will probably meet up and maybe even do a collab. Who knows? So you can send me. Good. Why don't you come? <laughs> be awful. Awful. I'm too, I'm too grumpy. Yeah, everyone goes. So yeah, I mean, I, I think. But who normally goes there? I think all all of the, I, I, old uh, Asbit Adam. He'll almost certainly he be goes. There. Yep. Yep. Um, Tom tech chap, chap, he's there. Yep. Does 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 Tech Chap does he go or does he? Send he does. A yeah. Minion. I'm pretty sure he goes. I imagine old. Uh, uh, what does he call himself? Uncle Spurt, Tech Spurt, Chris Barrowcloth. Chris, what's he called? Chris Barrowcloth. You from, is he on your it. radar? He, I know who he is, but I've never met him before. But um, yeah, you want to see him? Oh, that'd be a, that'd be good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, it's a great opportunity to to get in front of a few brands as well, and um, you know, check out some products, check out hopefully some cool stuff. Looking forward to it. It, it, we're getting to that silly season now. It's going to, it's going to start getting really, really daft, I think, in terms of stuff that's going on. Um, but there you go. That's the joys of this. I do, I do, I genuinely love it. But I think what's happening now is I'm getting these invites for things, and they come out of nowhere, <clears throat> and they're normally really short notice. It's like two or three weeks. Um, so you've always got to have a fairly open diary because they're always very big opportunities as well. And it's, but you just don't know when they're coming. And the more you speak to, to people in this industry, the more it's just it's everyone has the same thing. Unless you're really big and you're, you're kind of very close to these brands, um, the rest of us just have to kind of like sit there and wait for emails to pop in the inbox. Um, it's don't get me wrong, it's amazing, but it's just I'd like a bit more notice sometimes. <laughs> Having a family and stuff, it'd be quite nice, but um, not complaining, obviously. On, so, on the subject of adventures, you went to hang out with Smart Home Sounds recently. I did. Are you aware of them? No, I've never heard of them before. So yeah, fill me in. Yeah, so I wasn't hands up. I wasn't aware of them either until um, I went to the, the Panasonic thing last uh, early this year, a couple of, a couple of months ago. Uh, met a couple of the guys from Smart Home, Home Sounds there, um, and basically they've, they've got like a. We'll, we'll put a link in the in the description. Um, they've got a, a retail business, so an online um, retail business for. They, they do a lot of Sonos stuff. They're very well known for Sonos gear, Kef, um, a lot of high-end TVs, a lot of LG stuff. And um, yeah, they, they, that, that's the main business, but they've got a YouTube channel as well. And they've done it very smartly. So they've they've kind of kept them both fairly separate. You know, if, if you come across the YouTube channel, you don't immediately think, ah, they're trying to sell stuff. It, it just looks like a, a, a nice tech YouTube channel. Um, they've got about 96,000 subscribers, I think. So they're, they're getting near the 100K. Um, and they're very well known for their Kef, it's not Kef, sorry, for their Sonos stuff. They've made a big name for themselves on YouTube for, for Sonos reviews and guides and things. Um, and yeah, we, we just hit it off when we met on that, uh, that event and um, decided to do a little collab. And I said I'd, I'd go to their studios uh, down in, in Gloucester. Uh, for any rugby people listening, it's run by a guy called Andy Hazel, who was a fullback for Gloucester for about... 15 years or something played all of his career there um met him as well uh, he was on some of the content we we, we created lovely bloke um yeah it was great so I'm, I'm not sure when the videos are coming out but we did we did some short form stuff and we did a a kind of um you know top five p 
pieces of tech we can't live without longer form video uh, and a podcast for, the, for their podcast in the afternoon so it was great I, I love doing that sort of stuff because you, you leave your studio you go somewhere where everyone else is doing everything for you <laughs> you haven't got a set of cameras you haven't got to worry about audio you haven't got to worry about script or any of that rubbish you just turn up waffle on and uh, yeah make some friends in the process Awesome. Well, we'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah, and we'll put a link in the description because they're, they're very nice people. They've got some very good products and it's a nice operation as well. I think they, 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 they know what they're doing, put it that way. It's time for some Rob news now, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, let's have some Rob news before we wrap up. Uh, there isn't any, really. <laughs> oh, there's a list about, here. I was going to talk about some apps, wasn't I? Yes, go for it. Just simply because I haven't got anything else to talk about. So, um, I'm big on keyboard shortcuts. I think you know this. I, if, I, if I try to reduce the amount of times I move my hand from keyboard to mouse, keep that to a minimum. So I use things like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm big into launchers, as you know. So things like Alfred, Raycast, that kind of stuff. But um, I'm getting on a bit. I'm struggling to remember keyboard shortcuts. So there's, there's a really cool app from a company called Ergonis called KeyQ. And what that will do is if you... And you can configure what the trigger key is and how long you have to hold it down for. But essentially you could set it to uh, to hold down a key on your keyboard. It will go and figure out what all of the available keyboard shortcuts are in the active window wow. and present them to you on a menu. Nice. How cool is that? That's really cool. Really useful as well. I'm the same as you. I forget keyboard shortcuts all the time now. So, yeah. So if you're big into keyboard shortcuts, but you just find that you can never remember them, check out KeyQ. It does what it says on the tin. It's, it's about a tenner or something. It's not worth And I think it's got a free trial. But yeah, so that's worth checking out. Nice. Um, I've also been using Keyboard Maestro quite a lot recently. I don't know okay. if you're familiar with this. I know of it. Never used it, but... So that allows you to set off sort of macros. So I don't know if you're familiar. Are you familiar with Auto Hotkey on Windows? No, uh, no, I don't think so. Or I guess even Apple Script on Mac OS. It's kind of like a Tonka Toy naughty version of that. It's got a you know a drag and drop kind of interface to, that allows you to to just do stuff that you do quite a lot, but but do it all automatically. I can't. I don't know whether you've seen it or not. I did post a video on um, on the Discord of me setting up the eight or sixteen podcast event. Okay. I don't know if you tried setting up a Discord event, but there are a number of steps it. you have to go through. You have to click a bunch of radio buttons. You've got to fill some stuff out. You've got to upload a picture. So it's probably fifteen, sixteen clicks to set up a scheduled Discord event. I've I can do it with one button now. No. Because I've set it all up with keyboard maestro just goes in there fills out the titles sets the everything for you so yeah if you're into sort of automation and it it allows you to do things in a way that you can't necessarily with shortcuts which as you know i'm also big into shortcuts there are some limitations shortcuts is brilliant i love shortcuts you can't do everything with shortcuts so you can get most of the way with shortcuts and a little bit of apple script but keyboard maestro is just it's just easier so Mm. Yeah, if you think if you found yourself sort of frustrated at things that you do on a regular basis that you just want to remove and condense into one operation, Keyboard Maestro will let you do that. Yes. Um, so I combine that with Typeinator, which is uh, just a text expander. So it's like uh, 
And what's the one you like? A text expander. Is it called text expander? Yep. Yep. Use that every so day. So I'm showing my that. that was originally called text panda when it first oh, came out. So yeah, I, I so I've actually got a license for text expander as a as a legacy user of text panda. So I bought it one time license back in the day, and then they moved it to, to subscription because I'd bought so many copies of it before over the years as they released new versions. I've got an honorary lifetime member. I don't use it though because it's crap. <laughs> it's um, I, I, it's really slow. You see, it's, it's slower even than the built-in macOS text expansion. So you know you've got key, the keyboard replace that you can yep. set stuff up, and that'll and you can do it on your iPhone and your iPad as well. That is reasonably quick, but Typeinator is built from the ground up for Apple Silicon. It's a proper native app. There's no Electron or any sort of wonky frameworks going on it's really lean low footprint inexpensive and the speed at which it replaces text is lightning fast so yes yeah, so if you haven't got involved with a text expander to date and you need more than the uh, the keyboard auto replace functionality that's built into the os can give you type of data as well worth checking out it's, and it's nice. one time it's not a subscription either which is good nice. um uh, and then there's uh I finally coughed up for Rectangle. I've been using Rectangle for years. So Rectangle is a window manager, and you can use it for free. But uh, if you throw the developer some money, it's about eight, eight quid or something, you can buy a pro license. I did it not because I was necessarily interested in the additional features, but just because I felt that I'd got a good eight pounds worth of value out of it, and I thought I should really give them some mm. money. Turns out Rectangle Pro is really good. No. it's really good um it 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 brings um mouse gestures into the fold so you can essentially slingshot windows around your display and you know since i've got this 40 inch um 4k 21 by 9 ultra wide i can obviously get fit loads of stuff on this screen <laughs> so being able to uh you know rather than as i would have done before have you know a, a combination of um modifier keys and then you know a number or a letter or something to move a window to a particular area of the screen i can just do it with the mouse now so i can just slingshot windows where i want to be and they just snap into place lovely nice. so yeah so if you're into windows management check out rectangle and rectangle pro i'll check that out definitely i like, I like the sound of the of typeinator as well i think I, I do use text expander i don't use it particularly you know deeply um, it's not too slow for me. I think it, I'm, I'm literally just calling up really simple stuff. So, um, but it, it is a, it's a is it a monthly fee that I pay? So um, reducing the cost of that would be quite nice. Um, it's, it it's an altogether better thing. The UI on Text Expander is horrific. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I, wonder if you, can yeah. you in, I wonder if you can import Text Expander snippets. I assume you probably can. I don't know. I haven't tried. Um, but yes, but no, the. the Typeinator is, is also by Ergonis, who do KeyQ. I think you can probably get the two as a bundle for a bit of a yeah. discount. Um, but they're a long-time Mac-specific developer. So, you know, it's the real deal. I'll check it out, definitely. No, thanks for your, your recommendation. You have some great recommendations. One of your recommendations I've finally got into, which oh, yeah. is Be Beeper. Oh, you're on, you're on board, are you? 
yeah, came in I think a couple of days ago. I got the got the invite come through, and um, I've not played with it a huge amount, but I've I've only set it up so far on the um, the MacBook Air. But um, it's at first it's a bit overwhelming because you, you do literally have all of your chats in one place. So I've got Instagram, you know, LinkedIn, WhatsApp. I've not same as you. I've not I've not put iMessage on there partly because of the whole credentials thing, but also because I don't get a huge number of iMessages um, and several of the networks I've got on there as well. And you can imagine I get a lot of incoming DMs and things which are rubbish and weird and all sorts of things. But um, So it is a little bit overwhelming at first, but having everything in one place in a really nicely designed app, it has all the integra- It seems to have all the, the right integration with each service as well. You can do everything you expect to do. Um, it's brilliant. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, really impressed. So what have you installed it on? Uh, just the, the MacBook Air at the moment. I need to get it on the phone and try and... There is an Android version, isn't there? Is it Android as well as iOS? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, the, 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 its main selling point is the fact that you can get iMessage on Android. I mean, it, it does involve giving them your iCloud credentials, which I'm a bit iffy about, so I haven't done it yet. Um, but everything else, I've got it all going through Beeper now, and I think it's great. Yeah, I just don't get enough iMessages to make it worth doing that, really. But, um, but I think consolidating everything across all, all devices sounds really, really quite nice. But it's just a ni- really nicely designed app as well. They've, they've spent a lot of time on it, clearly. So, yeah, thank you for that recommendation. And um, we'll put another link in the description. Although I think we linked to it last time, didn't we? Uh, I didn't have to wait too long. I think I waited about two weeks or something, two or three weeks. Yeah, I think they really accelerated. I waited the best part of a year. Yeah. That does sound promising if they're starting to do that, do that, do that quicker. Um, the dog's barking, Rob, and I think he might need to be let out. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> and right. in fairness, he's waited nearly an hour. That's not bad going. Yeah, no, he's um, done very well. Good job, Eddie. Yeah, thank you, Eddie. And, um, yeah, I'm sure you want to get to bed as soon as you can. And hopefully not be woken up at God knows what hour. Fingers crossed. The joys of being a parent. Yeah, it's grim. <laughs> it's great and grim. <laughs> Anyone who's thinking of becoming a parent, Rob warned me ages ago that sleep and your health, both of those things suffer big time and 100% correct. Um, but you wouldn't swap it for the world, obviously, because all the wonderful things that happen aside that and and they grow up and start to hate you and just want your money and want you crash to the taxi car. and crash the car <laughs> and ruin the house and have a house party. Yeah. It's one long... <laughs> Let's just leave it there. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway. No, 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 they're wonderful. Have kids. Yeah, they're brilliant. And I'm going to let my dog out before he messes downstairs. Uh, Cheers, Rob. Thank you. See ya. (laughs) Cheers.